You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks supporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Madden. And bringing you tonight's podcast is Himalaya. Our friends at Himalaya, you can get the Locked on Bucks podcast on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Bucks. We're also brought to you by Wise. Again, that's W-Y-Z-E. You can go to wyze.com slash locked to take advantage of the guaranteed lowest price. That's wise.com slash locked. And again, those are those indoor cameras. Frank, did you get yours yours yet or are we still waiting? I I did. I haven't set it up yet um, in my daughter's room, but uh, but it... I did get it. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to set up soon and report back. All right. I look forward to it. And I also look forward to talking to you uh, because we didn't get a chance to talk after the weekend. Uh, we weren't able to get together. Um, we are working on a special guest for Tuesday night, uh, which would be our Wednesday podcast. Uh, we'll see if it works out. Not sure that it will, um, but we are going to try to do that. But, Today, we do need to talk about the Bucks winning 60 games this season. On Sunday, they moved to 60-21 and 21 with a 115-107 win over the Atlanta Hawks. They fell on Saturday in the first game of back-to-back, 133-128 to the Brooklyn Nets. And I guess let's just start there. Um, 60 wins. There are 76 other teams in the history of the NBA that have done that. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to try to attempt to comprehend the math on that because there's been too many different numbers of teams in the league over all of the years, but that puts you in the, in a, in a very uh, high percentile uh, for, for uh, the number of teams that have done something like that. Uh, I, I guess just kind of what goes through your mind when, when you even think of that, Frank? Well, it's, uh, I guess the interesting thing is, you know, they've, they've been on base for that number for, quite some time so uh it's not in a lot of ways like surprising you know it, it was really just kind of a question of would they take the end of the season seriously enough to you know to get there or would they have you know too many injuries and rest days that um that they might fall just short but you know i mean i think for a little while now um you know they, they've they've been training in that direction you know we, we figured they'd have to really um stub their their toes pretty badly in the last couple weeks of the season not to to get to 60 so uh you know even with a couple of uh very uh close losses obviously the the buzzer beater in atlanta and saturday's loss to um to the nets um you know they could have obviously gotten there a couple games earlier than they did uh but you know uh 
in the grand scheme of kind of the Bucks season. I think it's encouraging that even with all the injuries of late, and even with Giannis taking some rest days, Chris taking some some rest games, and I guess you know again, not not that they were not injured, right? But I'd say um, you know they probably rested through injuries that they might have played with if it was a you know do or die playoff type situation. Um, but encouraging that you know they've come up and and largely looked like, you know they they still look like the the kind of dominant team we've seen for much of this season when they've really kind of had to sort of apply themselves. Um, and I'd say this weekend was not example, <laughs> examples of that. Uh, obviously on Saturday, they uh, went up against a uh, Nets team that had a lot to play for uh, and which they had beaten what three straight times. So, um, you know, it's not like the Nets have really necessarily caused them problems, but the Nets have an explosive offense when they're hitting threes and the Bucks playing without Giannis um, as well as obviously Brogdon Miritich at all. Uh, just did not ultimately have the firepower on a deep game where, you know, certainly the defense was, was not up to par. Um, and then Atlanta on Sunday, uh, the defense, the defensive numbers were much, much better. Uh, they had dropped to second, uh, officially in defense behind the jazz going into that game, uh, had a, had a good performance statistically. Uh, and the jazz also gave up, um, a pretty decent number to the Lakers, uh, as well. So the Bucks reclaimed their number one overall defensive ranking is, you know, Giannis played just enough on Sunday. Middleton played just enough on Sunday. Um, and, uh, but I would say, I would say the game uh, against the Hawks, that was probably the most like cruise control-ish 30 point game I've ever seen Giannis had. <laughs> um, there were, I'd say a lot more kind of instances where it just seemed like Giannis went to the corner. It was just like, eh, you know what? Let somebody else do stuff. This, <laughs> this possession, uh, and then he just sort of, you know, otherwise just said, okay, uh, what do I got here? I've got like two fewer minutes on this stint because they're trying to manage my minutes. All right, better get my get my button gear uh, and, uh, and and do stuff. So, um, you know, 60 wins is 60 wins. And um, I think certainly every game you get through without adding another injury to the list is probably the biggest thing. And so I think for that reason, it'll be interesting to see if, anybody of importance plays at all on Wednesday when the, the Bucks host the Thunder in the last game of the season. But, um, you know, that was certainly where my head was at watching Sunday's game. I, I was happy, you know, like the fan in me is always happy to see Giannis play. Um, cause why would you not want to see Giannis play and kind of in a you know general sort of sense? Um, but then you're also just sort of on pins and needles a little bit. Cause it's like, all right, don't land on anybody's foot. <laughs> don't, don't tweak a calf or whatever the heck you might do. So, um, so yeah, I'd say the weekend was, uh, was a rousing success, even with a one and one weekend against two, obviously very beatable teams. The fact that, uh, you got to 60 wins, nobody got dinged up badly. Giannis survived and, did Giannis stuff um I'd, I'd call that a, a good weekend for, for the Milwaukee Bucks yeah it, it, it's kind of funny to think through just yeah I think it was Colin Coward that had this take but you know like that I this idea that that the, that the Bucks uh were really going hard in the regular season and you know you just think through uh, you know, the fact that Giannis has missed nine games this year. And, and again, like uh, obviously there there was an ankle turn in there and, uh, you know, there was uh, a concussion in there as well. So, like, you know, those were, like, injuries that did keep him out. But it, I, I think if Jason Kidd was the coach, I, I don't know if he would have 
rested nine games this year. And I think he would have played in a number of those games. And like you, you just kind of think through this weekend where it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to say that winning wasn't the wasn't the thing that that Bud wanted to do. He was cl- clearly very pissed off on Saturday night when they didn't play any defense. Uh, and his post game after was one of the, um, I'd say the shortest he's been with us uh, after a game, uh, just about ever this year. He just just didn't really feel like answering questions and even talking about you know. Uh, you know, Bledsoe having a good night offensively uh, with 33 points and 11 assists. Like he would be like, oh yeah, you know, that was good. But, you know, defensively, we, we just didn't have it. And it was like, okay, you, you're upset about the defense. That's totally fine. Um, so like, I don't want to say they weren't trying to win uh, because uh, Bud just isn't wired like that. But, you know, on, on Sunday, it appeared that they were uh, more worried about trying to get everyone on the team to play exactly 25 minutes than they were about, you know, trying to, make sure that, you know, they really took care of this Hawks team. And as you think through the fact that, as I already said, like, you know, they're one of 77 teams in NBA history to win 60 games. There's probably, you know, three or four out there where you're like, oh, you know, if you would have played this guy or that guy or not rested him or, you know, not had this injury where you decided to be like real cautious with it. Like there's probably three or four more where it's just like, Oh yeah, you know, they probably could have got like 64, 65 uh, if, if they were really going for it. And that just hasn't been what they've done. Um, and I think it, it just kind of speaks to, to how good this team is. And, and it's not like I need anything more to, to speak to how good they are. There's a million stats that, that we can pull up and show exactly why this team has been great all year and, and why this team continues to be so good. Um, so I don't necessarily need it, but I do think, you know, you just watch this team and it's like, yeah, that's that's a 60-win team. That's a, that's a really impressive basketball team. And even though that arbitrary round number does not matter in any way, um, I, I do still think it's cool that the Bucks were able to get it. Like I, I do still think that uh, it, it does it does speak to just how good they've been. And uh, it would have been a shame if they ended with like fifty nine. And, and you know you couldn't just have that. You know, remember that sixty win season the Bucks had in twenty nineteen? Like no one's gonna be like, you remember that fifty nine win season mm-hmm. the Bucks had in in twenty nineteen? Like it, it's just it doesn't have that same doesn't have that same ring that same appeal. Um, so I understand it, it's totally silly, but I do think like it, this is nice for this team that they will have this um, going forward. And you know, as Bud mentioned on Sunday after the game, like you know he he wanted to spend a little bit of time celebrating it because he didn't think he did it enough the first time around with his Hawks team, which you know I think makes some sense because when you look back at that team, I think people often think about them uh, falling to the, to the Cavs in the Eastern conference finals more than they do that. You know, that team won 60, like won 60 games. And, you know, you think of them as, Oh, that was a regular season fluke team as opposed to, you know, just a really good basketball team. So I thought that was interesting. And, you know, 60 wins does, Ha- to me, it does have to just mean a little bit, even if it's it's not like a real big thing. I do think it does have to mean a little bit, and uh, this team is is worthy of you know that type of discussion and being remembered in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think perception wise, I think it, it does. It, it, there is a substantive perception leap from you know 
59 to 60 wins that that again there is some sort of stepwise um kind of kind of impact there right and and that carries over to a lot of things that uh, how we as fans will look back on this season i think it matters for Giannis's mvp campaign and i think you know increasingly it seems like there is the general sentiment from what we see kind of from the the voting community that that Giannis is indeed the front runner i believe he's like minus 200 or minus 300 i mean minus 200 um odds right now um versus pardon i think it's plus 300 so if I understand gambling correctly, you know, you have to, to bet $200 to win $100 with Giannis versus if you bet $100, you get $300 with, with Harden. I, correct me if I'm getting any of my gambling rules uh, wrong there. You can tell I'm not not big on that sort of thing. Um, so so obviously Giannis has is, is become the, the MVP front runner and, you know, the narrative of the Bucks being the best team. And I think certainly, you know, Again, they didn't have to win 60 games to be the best team, but um, you know, yeah, especially if the the Rockets have a chance to to maybe nip even the the second seed in the West, um, you know, that, this stuff does does matter. I think people see that that six in front of the win total, and um, you know, I, I think there is something where you know, lots of teams win 50 some games, and and not not a lot mm-hmm. of teams necessarily win 59, but. Um, you know, like you said, there aren't that many teams that that have won 60 games in NBA history, and I think, you know, for the Bucks to, you know, spend 19 seasons not cracking, well, not cracking more than 46, let alone 50, um, to jump the 50 something win mark entirely <laughs> and leap from 44 wins last year to to 60 or 61 this year um, is a remarkable testament to uh, just how different this team is under Mike Budenholzer and, you know, with, with some of the changes that, that have been made. So, um, so yeah, I think it, maybe it is more of a perception thing, but um, I think it matters. Obviously if you lose in the first or second round, then it also magnifies the disappointment <laughs> um, because it's, Oh, it's a 60 win team that lost, you know, earlier than they should have. So, um, yeah. you know, a little, a little more pressure, but obviously as a, as a competitor, I think the players welcome that, that kind of pressure, the, the pressure that comes from, actually being an awesome team. Um, so I think that, that for sure is a, is a positive thing. And, um, you know, it would have been disappointing after being on track for 61, 62 wins all season um, or for much of the season to, uh, to fall short just because, you know, you, you rested guys or, or had some injuries in the last few weeks of the season. So um, certainly I think as far as the regular season goes, you know, mission accomplished, um, you know, the only thing left to accomplish at this point is, uh, is just making sure you don't, get any more injuries in in the last game of the season and otherwise you know pretty much every possible thing uh that you could have asked for barring you know some of the injuries of late pretty much everything i mean like we 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 couldn't you know we we couldn't really ask for for a whole lot more from this season uh regular right from the regular season perspective and so um you know uh we we've seen the Giannis mvp campaign um, the Giannis Defensive Player of the Year campaign has even picked up a lot of steam. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't finish at least second in that. And this week I saw even uh, Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez getting all defensive uh, buzz. Um, and again, I don't think you know, Brooke Lopez isn't going to make the first team, but um, but I saw some talk of Bledsoe making, maybe even making the first team. And you know, certainly second team would probably be not unreasonable. So um, a lot of a lot of good shine for for all the Bucks and. Um, goes goes to former Bucks as well. Marcus Johnson, obviously the the Jersey retirement, <laughs> didn't make the Hall of Fame cut, unfortunately. But as we discussed a little while ago, Sidney Moncrief had a a great case for the Hall of Fame, and uh, was it great to see him finally get that uh, that honor over the weekend? So uh, 
everything coming up bucks, but but finally we can say that uh, in a good way. Yeah, you you talked a little bit about uh, perception with this team, and you know maybe uh, things are uh, you, you know that you can have a change in perception just because of of one win, and you know it, it's it just kind of describes how good this team has been the whole year. And, you know, like when you add awards onto it, like that'll, that'll do those same things. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy to think about all of the things that, you know, this team could get done in, in a year, like all of, all of the changes that they've made, uh, it, whether that's, you know, schematically or tactically or, you know, whether that's from a personnel perspective, bringing in a new coach, bringing in a guy like Brooke Lopez, uh, you know, adding pieces throughout the season like George Hill, uh, Nikola Mirtich. Like you think through all of that and, you know, there's just been all these changes and it just kind of proves that, you know, this team is is really damn good. <laughs> and that is, that is, you know, I think what everyone's takeaway from, you know, this regular season should end up being, you know, no matter what happens on Wednesday night or, you know, no matter what happened over the weekend or whatever it may be, like, it's, that's just the truth. Like, this is just a, a really good basketball team. And while we're here talking about things that are really good, I will talk to you about Wise, W-Y-Z-E. You can go to wyze.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. They have so many things just like the bucks all these different features that the bucks have wise does so many of the same things the free rolling 14-day cloud storage as well as no subscriptions uh, for them that's a big thing that we were talking about last week when you're talking about buying a camera and thinking about uh you know what that might mean for you uh, with your baby and how that might all work out. And uh, Wise is, is really there for you. It's the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. 1080p full HD, images so clear that you won't miss a thing. Night vision, two-way audio. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to everyone. So check on your home anytime with Wise's, at, Wise's apps live streams connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus live stream with eight times digital zoom as i said free rolling 14 day cloud storage no subscriptions big stuff there 20 dollars per cam and if you want to be able to have the cam pan as well you can just add it for 10 more dollars that gives you 360 degree coverage in under three seconds life moves fast your camera should too and then it allows you to track the action wise campaign automatically detects tags and tracks motion within its field of view keeping up with life in real time has never been so easy it works with alexa as well and of course free rolling 14-day cloud storage which is really big if you are using an indoor camera so Go to wise, wyze.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. And as a reminder, this podcast is also brought to you by Himalaya. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Bucks on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Bucks. Frank, um, I know we're trying to keep it short tonight, and I think just one thing I wanted to mention from the post game that, or I guess two things that I thought were interesting. One, 
asking Giannis and Middleton uh, about, uh, you know, are, are you guys, are you scoreboard watching? Are you trying to figure out who that matchup's going to be? And Middleton saying yes, but I don't know any of the tiebreakers and it's all very confusing. So I kind of just get confused, which welcome to the club, Chris. Uh, we all go through that. So, uh, you know, follow Matt Moore and he'll, he'll try to help you break it down, but also he'll send really convoluted tweets that you'll definitely not understand because the tiebreakers are all very confusing because divisions are still a thing. And then you go into the fourth tiebreaker and yeah, it's all very confusing. Just know this Bucks fans. Uh, it's, I think it's about a 45% chance you see the Pistons as the eight seed at the moment that could change in another day. Uh, it didn't change tonight because for some reason, the NBA seeds the entire night to the national championship game. Not 100% sure why, but they do it. Uh, so there will be action again on Tuesday night, and you know we might have an update there. Uh, when I asked Giannis about it, he said that you know he doesn't really check it. And I said, well, you know that seems a little bit different from last year. Um, he, he gave a quick knowing smile because obviously I was talking about them you know, trying to get the Celtics last year. And he reminded me that things are a little bit different when you're the seventh seed as opposed to the number one seed. And, you know, you're just going to see whoever you get there. So I thought that that was interesting. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting was uh, our good friend, Kane Pittman, asked Bud a little bit about Sterling Brown and how well he's been playing lately. It's six straight games. He's been in double digits and obviously he's been playing a bunch. And he asked, you know, you have Sterling, you have Pat, you're probably going to have Tony at some point, you'll have Malcolm at some point, you know, how does Sterling kind of factor into all of that? And he mentioned that Sterling will be playing come playoff time, which I thought was interesting. It was inf- information he did not need to volunteer. Um, and again, I, I don't know if it would have helped him to say like, oh, you know, I don't know who we're going to go with. Um, but that is the more coach speaky way to go. Um, where, you know, you don't actually answer that question and give up that information. Uh, so I thought it was interesting that Sterling Brown will be cut, will be playing come playoff time. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was noteworthy. Yeah. I think, um, Sterling, it was a guy that we had penciled in, uh, as kind of one of the guys that kind of had to be in the rotation. Um, just because, you know, he, he's been the, I mean, he's starting right now, obviously. So obviously, that, that kind of confers upon you a uh, pull position here. We, we don't expect Malcolm Brogdon back uh, before the playoffs. Now we hopefully will see Tony Snell and, and Nikola Miritich uh, back by the time the Bucks start the playoffs. Um, you know, Miritich may be a question mark, um, more, maybe more of a question mark in that regard. Um, but it does seem like obviously if Sterling is starting, that would, you know, give him the pole position to to continue to start into the first round of the playoffs while Malcolm is is coming back from the injury. So certainly um he is the least surprising guy to get to get called out. Um and I think, you know, we we talked obviously about Tony Snell and how he's been a guy who has played every game when he was healthy. Uh and so him getting injured and kind of opening the the door for not just Sterling but you know obviously Pat Connaughton as well to be guaranteed, you know, pretty big minutes night to night, um, you know, would made for, for an interesting discussion kind of coming out of this. So I think it will be interesting. I mean, game one, if, you know, I, I don't think I expect to see Tony Snell on Wednesday, um, unless you know something different. I, I mean, you know, would you really think that, that Tony Snell after not playing the last two weeks of the season or whatever that's been, um, suddenly gets thrown in as, as, you know, reclaiming a, a rotation spot over, 
you know, let's say Pat Connaughton, who has acquitted himself very well, um, I'd say in general, you know, I mean, again, he hasn't, um, hasn't set the world on fire, but his, his shooting has been certainly better over the last past month or two. Um, certainly has, has come around a lot from, from regular, early in the season. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously George Hill is, is the lock guy, uh, among the, the smalls to, to always get minutes. Um, so Sterling starts and then, you know, George Hill, Pat Connaughton, uh, and then, you know, maybe the, the tougher call is, um, you know, if Miritich is, kind of easing his way back in does he automatically play right away or, or not um but i think the more the more i kind of think about it is I, I i do feel like there's a good chance we'll still see like a 10-man rotation especially early in the playoffs um and, and then again maybe it's just a matter of uh if games are close then then bud just sort of tightens it up in the third fourth quarters or something like that right um but i, I don't know i, I I'm, I'm i don't you know as, as much as being able to amp up, like ramp up, like especially like Giannis's minutes, for instance, from, you know, 32, 33 minutes to 37, 38, 40 as needed. Right. Um, I don't know if necessarily he's going to do that for, for everybody. Um, you know, obviously with, with Middleton, you'd probably say yes, maybe blood. So you'd say yes. Um, but, uh, I don't know. They've obviously also had a lot of luck and, and success with managing minutes and staggering guys and getting getting bench guys to play so um so i think it's going to be definitely an interesting thing to watch but um but yeah sterling uh good to see you know sterling's strong play um obviously as sterling stands here we uh we're happy that that sterling has has claimed <laughs> that spot and uh it'll be interesting to see how kind of the the rest of the rotation kind of falls falls around him um did have a couple of bad bad misses uh at the line late in the saturday game but um Obviously, probably just a, a blip on the radar. I, I very much enjoyed his uh, Statue of Liberty dunk on Sunday uh, against the Hawks. That was a that was a pretty fun one. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's you know good arguments made for all those guys on the wings, and it's going to be really interesting to kind of watch how how Bud tries to handle this because you know you're going to want to probably shrink down the rotation as as the playoffs continue but oddly enough you're going to be adding more people <laughs> as as the postseason goes and obviously it speaks to the bucks depth that you know I think you have some confidence that they'll be able to continue to advance and you know continue to be able to uh win games and get contributions up and down the roster but at the same time you know, you're probably going to need them. Uh, you're going to need to cut down that rotation a little bit and, you know, bring in some guys that, uh, you know, aren't there at the moment. And I, it's just, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. So uh, an interesting nugget there from Bud that, well, that, that you know, that Sterling's going to be a part of the rotation. And uh, that's that's kind of how he sees it going in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, that, that should be uh, all we have for today. Uh like I said, we might have a special guest tomorrow. We are still uh, efforting on that. Hopefully, uh, we can we can do that, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but that is going to be it for us for today. Uh, and as we wrap up, just a reminder that if you want to get Locked on Bucks daily, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Bucks. And today's episode was also brought to you by Wise. Again, those are the best indoor cameras money can buy. Because at $20 per camera, you can do anything 
And you got to remember that nothing is too small for Wise Cam. Again, go to wise.com slash locked. That's W-Y-Z-E dot com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. That's W-Y-Z-E dot com slash locked. For Frank Men, I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.